Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. Every year when we do this, the reason why we talk about the next generation is always because, well, aside from the fact that it's where we began, Alam naman po ninyo, and most of you know, our history as Victory is that we started in 1984 in the streets of the University Belt in Recto Avenue. And when that initial outreach of around 150 students were born, were birthed, and then after that it grew, it grew from there to now what we know as Victory. You know, we have around 20 congregations all across Metro Manila, more than 119 churches across the provinces, and outreach or work with around 180 missionaries in more than 42 nations. So we're, you know, to be able to see a movement start from students and then grow to be able to reach families, to be able to, to, be able to reach um, businesses, to be able to reach single professionals, and to be able to reach different communities, and to have inroads in the different facets of society, that's a wonderful thing. But it started on campus. And we want to be able to remember that. Until today, for those of you who might be new here in Victory, you still hear us speak the word, change the campus, change the world. That when we're able to reach a student, then you would have been able to reach a future leader of society. And if, if you're able to reach a future leader of society, then you're exi- we're excited because the future will indeed look bright. It will indeed look bright. So now, this particular generation, and I, I like this particular meme because you immediately know, okay, that you're of the older generation. And then when you men, when they mention these things, I, 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 I have to ask the question again. For example, when you hear them say ISTG, what does that mean? Yeah, I swear to God. That's why I swear to ISTG, okay? When, when they say FR, that means for real, for real, man, for real. When they say NGL, uh, yeah, siyempre, napapailing na kayo, no? Yeah, not gonna lie, I don't understand it too, Okay? Ito, why, why, why DWM, why, why, I can't even spell it. Oh. Why WDYM? What do you mean, man? I, I can't understand what you mean. At syempre, kapag naglalaro ka ng Among Us, alam mo yung sus, okay? Ibig sabihin ng sus, that's suspicious, okay? That's suspicious, man. Ito, ito, ito. Yan, yung keyboard smash na pag nakikita ko yung... Tapos ako talaga, ah, what's that? You know, uh, my wife shows me sometimes, you know, what, what, what the kids say to each other on Viber or on Messenger. And man, I really get lost. Yeah, but, but that, that's the, well, that's the new thing for the laugh, laugh out loud. So, yun, yun lang ibig sabihin yan. So, ano ang ibig sabihin ng, I'm sorry, ano ang ibig sabihin ng, why, nawala na tuloy, no? Let me just try to, yeah, what does that mean then? The whole idea, the whole idea of IYK YK, if you know, you know. Um, this is something they mention or they say. They know. Biglang talagang hindi na talaga tayo kasama ron, no? uh, That's This is something they say when it's, there's an inside joke or inside information. For example, uh, my, when, when my family and I were, uh, we were with the kids, we were coming from Robinson's, coming back here to Nuvali. And there's, there's a strip of, uh, of road between SM and Calax that's filled with Santan flowers. I don't know if you get to see that. But it's red all over that road. I taught my kids how to sip from the santan flower. I don't know if you've done that. And then we began to tell them that, you, you know, 
you know you're a, you, you grew up in the Philippines. So as a kid, when, when you know how to sip from the santan flower and get the nectar out. You know you grew up, you grew up in this nation when uh, you know how to bite the end of the Mongol pencil in order for the eraser to come out. So I'm talking to that generation. Yeah, if you know, you know exactly. You immediately know, oh nga. Ito, have you done this? Have you sung in front of the electric fan just because of the echo that it makes? Diba? And my kids were saying, yeah, you're right, we did that too. And then I asked my kids again, have you, have you gently, uh, you know, closed the door of the refrigerator to watch out when the light turns off? <laughs> have you done that too? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you grew up, that, you, you were a kid in this generation or in the previous generation. If you know, you know. The idea that nagkakaintindihan tayo, oo nga, it's an inside joke. Among ourselves, we understand it. So this particular story, you know, this, part, this particular passage we read in Psalm 78, it's almost like do, get, get, uh, getting or having an inside thing among the different generations of the Israelites telling them, when it comes to our faith in God, if you know, you know. Now the question is, do you really know? Do you really know? And so here's the older generation, if I may use that, no? older generation, speaking to a younger generation. I think that's a bit generic. I didn't say elder. I just said older. And uh, even those of you who are students here, you're also an older generation to your younger siblings. So that's okay, I guess. Older generation to a younger generation. For the, in the context of Israel, the older generation were being asked by God to make sure that they are able to pass on their faith to the younger generation, specifically two things. They need to tell the stories of the works of God to the next generation. And they need to be able to tell the word of God to the next generation. Let's go there now. Uh, let's go there together. We're beginning with Psalm 78 again, this time with verse 1. It says there, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. When you think about this, this particular statement immediately uh, identifies two generations. The first one, the older, and then the younger. It seems that the one who's talking is the older generation. Telling the younger generation, give ear, makinig ka naman. Incline your ear, medyo incline your ear like that, makinig ka naman. Now, I, I know, even in my own home, this is a bit of an issue. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you would see that quarrels between parents and children telling them, hey, could you please listen? Could you please put down the gadget and then just listen to me or maybe just even talk to me? And then they'd also say, the younger ones would also say to them, mom, if you would just please talk in a better tone or dad, could you please just not keep saying the same things over and over again? Nonetheless, nonetheless, it is the job of the younger generation to be able to give ear and to incline their ear to what the older generation is saying. I think that's quite important. Well, for obvious reasons. And then the job of the first generation, the older generation, would be to teach. And then to be able to tell, give words of our mouth to be able to give to the next generation. Now, I know this is quite obvious, but there's, you know, it's important to be able to identify it because we're now we're asking the question, if you're the older generation, what are the words coming out of your mouth? Is it something that passes on what should be passed on? Or is it just your human principles that you're passing on to your children? 
Or could it be the principles of God, your faith in God, your hope in God, your experiences of God? What are you passing on? What are the words coming out of your mouth? What are you teaching them? And then to the younger generation, are you even giving ear? Are you even inclining your ear to listen? Now the good thing though, is that we the older generation do not need to make things up. We simply need to pass on what has also been given to us, what our fathers have told us. Now, there are two major people who've invested so much in my life, especially in my early years. If I may call them my fathers also, like my fathers in the faith, so to speak. These are, they, they were the fathers who have passed on something to me that now I'm passing on to the next generation. Their names are, the one in the middle is Pastor Ado Bernardo. The, the guy on, the, on your right is Pastor Gilbert Naron, my brother. It was Pastor Gilbert, it was Kuya Gilbert who shared his faith with me. He passed it on to me. I was a high school student at that time. And over, mid, over, you know, over, over study time, around 10 p.m. in the evening, he passed it on to me and told me, John, you need to hear this. And then afterwards, Pastor Ado, he's my Kuya Ado. He was my group leader in college. He picked me up and began to, to disciple me even more. Eventually, he got, you know, we were even uh, housemates. Boarding housemates. Now, if your group leader is inside the boarding house where you, where you live, wala ka talagang kawala. Okay. I loved it because the discipleship continued on even beyond the usual life group meetings that we have on campus. And I really learned much from them. They passed it on to me and I simply pass it on to the next generation. What will we pass on? It says that we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord. What has God done for you? What has God done for you so far? Would you be willing to pass it on to the next generation, the stories? My children, uh, you know, every time we do drive-outs, one of the favorite things that my, that my kids really like is when we tell stories of old. <laughs> we tell stories of how my wife and I were doing things back in the day. Well, when we were elementary, we were high school, and for some reason, they're quite interested. I love that. But along the way, of course, I need to be able to tell them this is what God has done. Whether that be in the context of our family devotions, over meals, that be in the context of tucking them in when they're supposed to go to sleep, supposed to go to sleep already, okay? Or when you travel with them and then you just tell random stories of what God has done. Or when we pray together for the needs of the family and then we remind them of the things that God has done in the past. We pass on the glorious deeds of the Lord, His might and the wonders that He has done. The second thing that needs to be passed on would be the law, the testimony and the law. You come to think of that, ah, okay. The testimony in Israel talks about the testament. That would be the scripture in their day. Then it also talks about the law. He appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children. Now, I'm going to shift here in a short while. But let me just conclude this part by saying, older generation, that would be us, me included, were commanded by God to be able to pass on something to the next generation. And we have got to be faithful. What will we pass on? Two things. The great deeds of God. The stories. And then secondly, the testimony and the law. That our children would grow up knowing scripture, knowing God's glorious plan and purpose for their lives, and that they too would end up believing. I'm going to ask for Mark to now come up. 
Mark is our campus missionary. Uh, is one of our campus missionaries here in Novali. In fact, he's our campus director leading the rest of our campus missionaries. I'd like to ask for our campus missionaries to stand up and just quickly face, uh, face the congregation. So these are some of our campus missionaries. We have around 15 of them that covers both the Novali area and then the Robinsons area. So we have 15 of those serving with us. Again, thank you guys. So uh, Mark will now pick up this conversation as we talk about the things that are written in the following, in the next verses. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor John. And I want to honor Pastor John. You know, um, thank you, Pastor John, for being our spiritual father here as well. And Pastor John would always say that he's saying this, I am the main campus missionary of Santa Rosa. Thank you, Pastor John. Pastor Ian, pa Pastor Jerry, thank you for believing in the next generation. Pastor Jerry goes with us to Don Jose National High School. He goes with us to Pulong Santa Cruz to reach out and to um, oversee and pastor our scholars as well. Pastor Ian is also leading with us in our campus ministry here in Novell and here in Robinsons. And I'm so, so glad that um, our movement, our church values the next generation because this is who our God is. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God who who values, multi, who is multi-generational. And now I'm excited to share with you what, why we should pass it on or how we should pass on the, the deeds of, of God and, and the word that he has given unto us. Verse 6, the next generation, that the, that the next generation might know them. It's important for the next generation to know who God is, what he is doing, because today we're living in a generation full of information. Right, a full of information. We can, right, it, when, it's, when we say a uh, statistic, you can Google it now with your phones. Whenever we claim a verse, baka nagkamali po kami sa verse, pacheck na lang po sa mga uh, smartphones natin. And it's okay. Because our generation right now is in a generation of, of vast information. But the question is, are they knowledgeable of the deeds of God? Do they know who God is? With the many voices of this world, is God's voice represented? Is God's voice being talked about in our lives, in, the, in our conversations, in our testimony? And um, I'm so happy that uh, God, is, God loves the next generation because you know He values them so much and they have a purpose for them. A generation, imagine a generation that believes God, even in our kids' church. That's why we believe in kids' church. Na hindi lang po siya daycare, that we can put our, uh, our kids there para walang maingay dito. No, we preach also the gospel to them. That's one of the, my first uh, volunteer works. No? As, uh, as a student, I was teaching in preteens. And uh, it was an amazing time because we also preach the gospel to them. We also preach the truth of Jesus Christ unto them. And nakakatawa because they can understand it as well. The same Holy Spirit that we have right now is the same Holy Spirit that is working in our children, in our kids' church. Because God values the next generation. That we want to set them up, not for the quantity of life, which is to acquire this, to acquire that, to go here, to go there. Yes, not, nothing bad with that. But we want them to have the quality of life. The quality of them being able to walk with our Lord Jesus Christ, for them to be able to take a stand for what is right, for what is the word of God. And I want to share this photo of, um, this is our, 
this is training for victory in Victory Katipunan. When, uh, when I went to college, this was my local church. And ako po itong nasa harapan na nakapute. Um, at this moment in time, uh, I was thin and my hair was thick. Ngayon, baliktad na po. My hair is thin and I am thick. Uh, <laughs> and from this batch, no, uh, this was filled with, this, these are all students, no? Kaya naka, ganun po kami because before ENC, our name was Lifebox. Yun yung generation po, no? So pag may narinig po kayong Lifebox, medyo older, older generation na siya. And imagine, sa isang, uh, the training for victory is a three-month, uh, once-a-week uh, class. No? So imagine, may class ka puno ng mga UP at Ateneo students na kailangan makabasa ng four chapters a day to learn about hermeneutics, to learn about uh, the Trinity. And it was a great time. And I thank God. I thank God for, for people who believed in us. I thank God that for people who taught to us and they never said, you're too young to learn this. They said, no, let's learn along the way. One chapter head, pwede na yan. And, and I, I, you know, from... From this batch, from this batch photo, I just I won't put, point it out. No, we have people who became um, counselors in their district. We have people who are uh, campus missionaries as well. We have people who are serving in the government. We have people who are overseas from in Spain, in Japan. Imagine from this photo in the campus in our local church, being 10, 10 20 years from now, being sent out into the world, being able to change the world. And the most important person next to this is, as they know what they need to pass, someone got to know me as well. Nandiyan din po ang aking uh, wife. No? So, ayan po siya. Parehas pala. Magkaklase pala tayo nun. Biruin mo yun. Pero siya yung nasa Saturday batch. Ako naman ay nasa Wednesday batch. So, I got to know my wife during, uh, during campus ministry as well. But nung nag-court na kami, nung graduate na kami and all, so, uh, pero mas mataas, yung, mas mataas po yung grade niya nung class na ito. Just to be clear. Ayan. And it is important that we pass on uh, this knowledge onto the next generation. Because if, if we do not open our mouths, if we do not speak, who will speak onto them? If we do, will it be Netflix? It will, be, will it be social media who would define our students? Will it be the influencers who will influence the next generation? Or will it be the people of God, the sons and daughters of God, who will pass it on to the next generation to believe in Him, to believe in His deeds, to believe in His works? And maybe you're here saying, um, Mark, eh, wala naman nagpasa sa akin nun eh. No one passed that to me. You know, it's never too late. It's never too late. We have our victory groups here. We have our community here. We have our pastors here. We have our victory group leaders here who want to share with you. And I feel like, I just want to say that it's never too late to start our walk with God, to believe in God, to hear the deeds that God has done unto us. It's never too late. And as we, as we know these things, it's not, it's not enough that we just know it. It's not enough that it's, it's just in our heads, not in our hearts. That's why we go to the next verse. Verse 7. So that they should set their hope 
in God so that they should set their hope in God. So that they should set their hope in God because the next generation will have to fight their own battles. The students here, I'm talking to you guys. There will come a time that it will just be you, not with your parents, and you have to make a decision. That you, if you can make the right choice, the godly choice, or to conform to the pattern of this world. And to the next generation here, we are believing in you. You have a mighty purpose in God. And you know, we're so amazed. We're so amazed by the, the passion and zeal that you have right now that we did not have before. You have the passion for the nation, the passion for change coming from the elections. We loved it that you're involved. During, during my time, we were like, yeah, election, Monday, boy, holiday yung Monday, di na kailangan bumoto. I was coming from that perspective. Awareness of the environment. Thank you. Thank you for wanting to change the way we live, to be sustainable, to, to be more greener. Thank you for the desires to, to dream big, that you are not just confined to where we are right now, but you're actualizing the commandment of God to go to the ends of the earth with the multiple opportunities, the multiple opportunities to go globally, to serve other nations. And thank you for that. Thank you for having that. Thank you for the ability to create. Thank you for the ability to share your talents. Right? There are there were, there were times where in, yung, if you know, you know, hindi na namin alam. Parang sa kanila, simple na lang yung ganong bagay. Thank you for that. And that's why we are hopeful for you guys. But also at the same time, the enemy is also working double time to catch and stop the hope of this generation. Hope has been challenged. Hope has been challenged. Hope has been challenged in the next generation, especially coming from the pandemic. This has been challenged over and over again. The lies, the, the lies of the enemy were in, really? What will happen to your future? The disruption of our timelines? That at this age, I should be like this. Why am I delayed? Why, why did this got dissolved? What do I do now? I'm stuck in my home. Can I still have a future and the hope? We feel you. It's, it's not easy. We've gone through a pandemic. We've gone through a, something that is history-defining in our age. It was just... But even before the pandemic, it has also been attacked. It has also been attacked. That the hope needs to be restored. The hope that, that needs to be established again. And we want to speak onto you. We want to share with you that don't let go of that hope. God has a great plan for you. That the timeline is not ours, but it is God's. That we should trust in the Lord with all our might and lean not on our own understanding. In all His ways, we acknowledge Him. In all our ways, we will acknowledge Him. And He will make our paths straight. That's why we acknowledge who God is. We set our hopes on God. We set our hopes on God. And as we, as we continue with this, I, want, I just want to share with you that when hope is challenged, 
Because when hope is challenged, the next generation has, has a greater actualization in their life. What do I mean? They have a greater plan. They will create mighty exploits. They are 10 times better than the older, older generation. Because during my generation, ang problema lang po namin ng kolehiyo ay bakit hindi ako crush ng crush ko? Magkakalive life ba ako? And that was the thing because during that, that's why actually if you see throughout our campus ministry, nagkaroon siya ng stages of evangelism tools. First was the God test. Parang, is God real? Is our faith founded in something real? Then we went to the campus parang, uy, parang, may need silang, may hinahanap sila about love. Then from the God test, here, we, one of our students created the love test. One of the, quest, the first questions, do you believe in love? Then the last question is, um, do you want to know what true love is? Just to be able to share God's love to people. And now, there is another iteration. There is the hope test. This was developed by our team, by our ANC team from ENC TA. And they, they developed this because hope has been challenged. And we want to restore hope to the next generation. We want to restore hope unto them. The question, first question, do you believe in hope? Last, last question is, do you want to know what true hope is? Kompleta na po, faith, hope, and love. <laughs> and our team there started to go out into, into the malls where the students are. Dahil magkakaroon na po ng face-to-face classes tomorrow. Magsisimula na po ang mga national high schools natin tomorrow. Thank God that they can interact with their classmates for the classrooms to be filled again. And this is what they did. But more than all of these, we also have conversations. We sit down with students. We ask them, how are they doing? What do they think about this? What is happening with this? Because hope has been challenged. And we want to restore this hope. That's why it's important for them to know. Next is for them to realize that they can set their hope in our God. And as we wrap up this before I call on Pastor John, I would like to go to verse 8. Verse 8, should, that they should be not like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. That the writer of this psalm saying, we were a stubborn and rebellious generation. And, and the writer of this psalm, Asaph, he was referring to this cycle. Actually, we have this graph. No? So, we have this graph. Uh, oh. Ayan. So ito po, i-compute na lang po natin yung circumference of the, of the circle. <laughs> and this was the cycle of sin in Judges of, of Israel. First, Israel serves the Lord. Then they will fall into sin and idolatry. They will forget who God is. Then they will be enslaved by the punishment and the consequences of their sin. Then they will cry out to God, Lord, help us, help us. Then God will raise a judge, someone who will help them. A judge like uh, Samson, Noah, uh, a judge like uh, David, and Ish- uh, Moses. Then Israel will be delivered and they will serve God again. But after a, after a time, they will forget who God is. They will forget his deeds and they will sin again. And for, they will find another, with the story of Moses, they, they were enslaved in Egypt crying out to God. Moses delivered, uh, God delivered through Moses, through the, through the um, splitting of the Red Sea. 
going to the wilderness. Then they cried out, Lord, but walang walang pagkain. Nasa desert kami, God. It was good where we were, when we were in Egypt. There were lamb chops there. There were Egyptian, uh, alam mo mga Egypt, Egypt food, no? Yung mga samosa, gano. Indian pala yun. We had our food there. But here in the desert, where will we get our food? They forgot who God is. Then God delivered the manna from heaven, the rock, striking the rock to give water unto them. And they will forget that God would punish them for a generation not being able to cross the promised land. It was a cycle. Could it be, could it be that we can also relate with the Israelites? Could it be that we can see a pattern in our lives, a cycle of coming to God, saying sorry, receiving His blessing, Forget when all, is, all, all things are clear, when all things are good, we forget who God is. We go back to our, to our, to our sins. We go back and say, I, I'm, I'm better than God. And we go astray of God's will. Then we will suffer the consequences. We'll see being enslaved with our sin. And we'll come back to God again. The cycle. But let me present to you another graph of what it looks like following God, knowing who He is, knowing His deeds, setting our hope in Him. It's this. It's a U-turn. Truth. Truth. Learning, hearing who God is. What is the truth? Knowing it. Next is repentance. Really having that godly sorrow of, of sinning against who God is. Not because of peer pressure, not because of what the church is saying, but what is God saying? And lastly, responding in faith. Truth, repentance, faith. And, and, I, and my prayer is as we continue to walk in God, that our journey will be like this. It's not linear. Hindi lang po tayo parang level up na, uy, nakapag-pray ako today. Uy, nakapagbasa ako today. Uy, I, I attended Sunday church today. Check, check, check. No. Our Christian life is a journey of truth, repentance, faith, not linear. Going back to God, and God says, Olam, let's respond in faith. Let's respond in faith. Truth, repentance, faith. My prayer for all of us is that we can continue to hear the truth of God, set our hope in Him, realize, repent of what we have done wrong, and respond in faith. Respond in faith that in our lives, we will tell the good deeds of God. We will tell His word unto others as well. All that to say, each generation can have a steadfast heart and a faithful spirit unto God. We can have a steadfast heart and a faithful spirit unto God. And I want to call on Pastor John as we wrap up the preaching. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate that. You know, I appreciate everything that he said all the way from that we pass on, what we pass on, why do we need to pass on these things to the next generation is so that they may know these things and then they may set their hope in God themselves and that they will not be like the rebellious and stubborn generation. Now, 
when Mark mentioned that towards the end, I realized all of us have a tendency to be stubborn and rebellious. Every generation. Tama po ba yun? Every generation. Which is why tayo mismo, we need to go through that whole process that Mark talked about. Us also encountering the truth. Knowing who God is. Coming to Him in repentance. Setting our hope in God. You know, by putting our faith in Him all over again. Now, what do we make of all of those? No? As we said, going back to the whole idea that if you know, you know. That's our hope for the next generation. That the next generation, we can talk to them in such a way that inside information, nagkakaintindihan tayo na anak, yung faith ki Lord, all out yan. Yung pagmamahal ki God, ibigay mo talaga yung buhay mo dyan. Yung purpose ni Lord, pursue mo talaga yan. Tapos tayo, this is who we are as a family. We love God. This is who we are as a family. We connect together in the community, in church. This is who we are as a family. We direct all of our resources to God's kingdom. This is who we are. If you know, you know. So, to summarize that, we need to be able to pass on those stories. We need to be able to pass on the word of God to our children. For those of you in the middle generation, you also have a younger generation. So, limbawa, estudyante ka, o kaya katulad niyan, ni na Kuya Mark. Nandu ka sa middle generation. Nandito ang mom mo. Yeah, you're right. So your mom would like be the older generation passing on the faith to Mark. But Mark is also an older generation to a whole new generation of students. He would need to be able to pass that on too. He'll pass on God's stories. He'll pass on God's word so that they, that next generation, would put their hope in God, would set their hope in God. And as a result, as a result, we'll be able to pass these things on. I like how Pastor Carlo put it in some in our conversation. Sabi niya, we have a spiritual heritage. Ipamuhay mo, live it out, and then pass it on to the next generation. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.